We don't have a, a Bible reading as such today, but just a number of different verses and passages that I want to bring your attention to as we go through the message. But let me start off today with a text from Acts chapter 15 and it's verse 26. You don't need to turn to it. But in Acts 15 and 26, we read these words about Paul and Barnabas. Men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That was the compliment that was paid to Paul and Barnabas. They were men that had hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The word hazarded there means to give up. So Paul and Barnabas were men who were prepared to give up their lives. They were prepared to die for Christ. And let me say that is the kind of attitude that's needed in the church today. That's the attitude that's needed from fathers and men in the Lord's work today. According to John Eldridge in his book, Wild at Heart, men have been created with three core passions. A battle to fight, an adventure to live, a beauty to rescue. So those three things that are the core passions or core desires that God has put in men... They have a, a they want they, they desire a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and they want to have a beauty to rescue. And some of you have, have already rescued your beauty. You've you've got a wife, and the Bible says, "Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing." But I want us to focus on the first one today, folks. A battle to fight. The Lord Jesus has created us. With this inner passion, this inner desire to have a battle to fight. Us men, us fathers today, we need to have a battle to fight. Every man needs a battle to fight. Richard Wormbrand, who was tortured for Christ by the communists in the land of Romania, he certainly had a battle to fight. He certainly fought the battle for the Lord. On one occasion, the communist rulers, they organized what they called a congress of cults, a congress of cults, and they invited the Christian evangelical rulers or leaders to come along to this uh, conference, this congress and one after another, the evangelical ministers stood up and they, they capitulated to the communists and said that they would go along with whatever the communist rulers dictated. And uh, Richard Wormbrand's wife, she was called Sabina. And Sabina Wormbrand turned to her husband and she said, Richard, stand up and wipe the shame of Christ's face. Stand up and wipe the shame off Christ's face. In other words, take your stand, Richard, for Christ against the communists. Don't capitulate to them. Stand for the Lord. 
And that's exactly what he did. Uh, he, went, he actually went on to say to his wife, if I stand up and speak out for Christ here, you're going to lose your husband. You know what she said to him? I don't want to have a card for a husband. I don't want a card for a husband. Well, Richard Wormbrand certainly wasn't a card, and you can read his book, Tortured for Christ. He was a man like Paul and Barnabas who hazarded his life for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, we need men like Paul and Barnabas today. We need fathers like Paul and Barnabas today. We need men and fathers like Richard Wormbrand today. You know, the Bible speaks in the Old Testament of lion-like men. Lion-like men. It speaks of men with faces like lions. These are the kinds of men that are needed today. Men who are bold as lions. A battle to fight. I want to just encourage the men and the fathers who are here today by saying to you this morning, thank you for fighting for the Lord up until now, but keep it up. Keep fighting for the Lord. Keep fighting for Christ. Keep taking your stand for him in these evil days. You've done it up until now. Continue to take your stand for the Lord. Don't give up. The enemy's busy today. He he seeks to discourage us. And he wants to, if I can use this term, and I'm speaking to the fathers and the men today, the devil wants to emasculate men. In other words, what I mean is he wants to turn us into... uh, softies if you like he wants to the the term that you hear today is snowflakes and there's a lot of them about today and I tell you in the United Kingdom today there are a lot of men who have gone soft a lot of snowflakes around today the whole country has gone woke haven't they this term you hear now woke There's a whole lot of woke men today. But the Lord needs men who will take their stand and men who are not afraid to confront the enemy and not afraid to confront those who hate the Lord. You know, the Bible has a lot to say about fighting. And the Bible calls men and fathers to fight. 1 Corinthians 9.26 So fight I, not as one that beateth the air. 1 Timothy 6 and verse 12 Fight the good fight of faith. 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 I have fought a good fight. Hebrews 10.32 Ye endured a great fight. Hebrews 11.34 Waxed valiant in fight. Men, fathers, we are called to fight. We are called to fight for our families, 
for our children, for our churches. Ultimately, we are to fight for the Lord Jesus Christ. To go back to John Eldridge and his book, Wild at Heart, he says, Those firemen who ran up the stairs of the World Trade Center on 9-11 when everyone else was rushing down in panic, what made them do it? The young men who so bravely put themselves between the gunman and their fellow students during those school shootings, what made them do it? The warrior, that's what it is, the warrior. It is hardwired into every man. Every boy knows he is made for battle and he longs to be the mighty hero. Give him a cape, a sword or a lightsaber and he comes alive in a world of Jedi knights, superheroes and snowball fights. Folks, I want to say today that man is made in the image of God and God is a warrior. I want you to get that today. The God that we worship this morning is a warrior. Uh, Exodus 15, 3, listen to it. The Lord is a man of war. Did you get that? The Lord is a man of war. Our wonderful Lord is the warrior God and those who follow him, the men and the fathers who follow him are called to be warriors. And we all need to examine ourselves today as to whether we are warriors for the Lord. And I need to examine myself today as a father on Father's Day. And I have to ask myself the question, am I the warrior that the Lord wants me to be? It was Amy Carmichael, the missionary to India, who said, make me thy warrior let me not dream of ever looking back. Let, my, let not my knees be feeble, hands be slack. Oh, make me strong to labor, strong to bear, from the rising of, this, of, the, of the morning till the stars appear. That was Amy Carmichael's prayer. Lord, make me thy warrior. She said on another occasion, make me thy fuel, flame of God. That's good, isn't it? Make me thy fuel, flame of God. We need men in these days. We need fathers who will be fuel for the flame of God. And I tell you, fire can do great damage. And we want to be men and fathers who do great damage to the devil's kingdom. You know, in the Bible, the Israelites were called to fight. And there were two arch enemies that the people of Israel faced in the Old Testament scriptures. The first were the Amalekites. And you see the Amalekites are described for us in Deuteronomy 25 and verse 17. Remember what Amalek did unto thee by the way when you were come forth out of Egypt. How he met thee by the way and smote the hindmost of thee, even all that were feeble behind thee, when thou wast faint and weary, and he feared not God. Therefore it shall be when the Lord thy God hath given thee rest from all thine enemies round about in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it, 
that thou shalt blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Thou shalt not forget it. I want to say today that we men, we fathers are called to fight Amalek. And what I'm talking about today is the abortion industry. You see, the Amalekites remind us of the abortionists. What did Amalek do? It attacked Israel from behind. Who did it attack? Who did the Amalekites attack? attack? They attacked the children. Well, we have modern day Amalekites who are attacking the children in the womb. And the men and the fathers in Christ's, in, in Christ's church must go out to fight them. And I tell you folks, we need to fight the king of the Amalekites. You see, the Amalekites had a king. He was called Agag. The Amalekites of our day have a king. He's called the Secretary of State, Brandon Lewis. Perhaps you're not aware that on just on Thursday past, Mr. Lewis fully commissioned abortion services in the province. See, a lot of these things tend to go under the radar. But that's what happened on Thursday. Forty babies are murdered every week in the province. Last week, 40 babies. This incoming week, 40 babies. Men need to get into the fight. The fathers need to get into the battle. We need to fight the Amalekites of our day and generation. Men, fathers, we can't leave it all to the ladies. The Western Trust is currently spending hundreds of thousands of pounds setting up abortion facilities with services starting next month. Maybe you didn't know that either. The Amalekites are are back again. We're called to fight them. Yes, men. This is our battle to fight in 2022. Yes, fathers, the Lord calls us to pray against the abortionists. He calls us to use the sword of the Spirit against them. And don't forget that the Lord told Israel in the Old Testament that they were to wipe out the Amalekites. You see, I believe with all my heart that we need to wipe out abortion in Ulster. There are people who say, oh, we'll just try to reduce it and to minimize it. No, we need to abolish it. We need to get rid of it altogether. We need to face the Amalekites of our day and generation. In Exodus 17, in verse 9, we read, And Moses said unto Joshua, Choose us out men, and go out, fight with who? Amalek. 
Amalek. Choose us out men and go out fight with Amalek. Men, fathers, we are called to fight. And we must fight abortion and the murder of the unborn tooth and nail while we have life and breath. This is our battle for today. But then when you read the Old Testament scriptures, you find that Israel had another sworn enemy, and that was the Philistines. The Philistines. They were a thorn in Israel's side. I want to say today that there are modern day Philistines Only you don't call them Philistines, you call them Sodomites. Sodomites. And men and fathers, we are called to fight sodomy just as much as we are called to fight abortion. This month, the month of June, I'm sure you're well aware that it's Pride Month. If you're not aware that it's Pride Month, you really must have been living under a rock uh, these past um, few weeks. Because it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. It's in your face. It's down your throat. Pride Month, the rainbow, everywhere you go. Even at the beginning of the month, there was a football match in Germany, between uh, Germany and England, and they had the whole stadium lit up in the rainbow colours. The Allianz Arena, as it's called. The whole whole of the outside of the stadium in the rainbow colours for pride. PayPal, if any of you younger folk, you're savvy with the internet and you use PayPal, whenever you're doing your transactions, of course... During Pride Month, you can make a donation to Pride, to the LGBT community. Things have got that bad today. There are even RE teachers who are promoting Pride. Yes, that's really happening in in certain schools. RE teachers who are speaking positively of Pride Month. Promoting it. Bad enough for a teacher to do it. But for an RE teacher to do it. Well that just blows the mind doesn't it? In America. They want to add a letter to LGBTQI. As if there weren't enough letters. But they want to add P to it. And you know, I'm sure you're well aware of what P stands for. I'm sure you'll be able to work it out. Men and fathers, we are called to fight this enemy. We are called to fight sodomy. We are called to fight the Philistines of our day and generation. What's all this talk about pride? What's all this stuff about the rainbow? What's it all to do with? What's it all about? 
Well, let me just make it very simple today. It's all about Satan wanting God's throne. Now try to follow me. In Revelation chapter 4, you read of the Lord's throne and round about it there's a rainbow. A rainbow. You see, way back at the beginning of time, Satan wanted God's throne. He wanted to knock God off his throne and he wanted to sit on God's throne. The throne with the rainbow round it. So all this nonsense in 2022 about the rainbow and about pride, behind it all is the devil. And really what he's trying to do is to take God's throne, the rainbow throne. Of course, he'll never do it. He's only deluding himself, but he, in a sense, he he likes to think that he's on the throne, the rainbow throne. That's what it's all about, folks, the battle for the rainbow. And I want to say again, I'm emphasizing it, men, you need to get into the battle. Fathers, you need to get into the battle. We need fathers, we need men who will get involved in this fight, this spiritual fight. Of course, the best way that we as Christian men and Christian fathers can fight against the enemy is in the place of prayer. And if you, if you are a praying man, if you're a praying father, God bless you. And let me encourage you today to continue to pray because it's one of the greatest weapons that the Lord has given to us. But if you're not a praying man, if you're not a praying father, now is the time to begin. And if you're not accustomed to having prayer in the home, what I mean is family worship, a family altar. If that doesn't take place in your home, if it's non-existent, you need to begin it. You need to start having one. Fathers, you need to lead your children and your families in the worship of the Lord. If you don't have your quiet time at home, Father, you need to begin having it. If you don't attend the prayer meeting, you need to begin attending it. Because this is the best way that we can fight our spiritual enemies. This is the best way to fight the the abortionists who want to destroy the children in the womb. This is the best way to fight the sodomites who, by the way, are after your children and my children. Even though you mightn't believe it today, it's the truth. It's a fact. They're gunning for our children. They want to recruit the children into the LGBT movement. And we fathers, we men, need to do all in our power to recruit-proof our children from this community. So the best way that we can get into the battle, men and fathers, is by prayer. And of course, we not only pray against sodomy, but we pray for sodomites. There's the two sides to it. We pray against the homosexual lifestyle. We pray against the the LGBT juggernaut. But 
We also pray for those who are caught up in this lifestyle. And you see in the church at Corinth, there were converted homosexuals. There were men in the congregation who had formerly been sodomites. But they had been saved by the grace of God. They were new creatures in Christ. And Paul writing in chapter 6 of 1 Corinthians, he writes these words. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Back at Cook was a gay man in Hollywood who had achieved great success as a set designer in the fashion industry. He worked with stars and supermodels from Natalie Portman to Claudia Schiffer, traveling the world to design photo shoots for the likes of Vogue and Harper's Bazaar. He attended award shows and parties at the homes of Paris Hilton and Prince. He spent summers swimming in Drew Barrymore's pool. What changed for Cook? Well, he met Jesus. On a momentous day in September 2009, while at a coffee shop with a friend in Los Angeles' Silver Lake neighborhood, Beckett Cook started chatting with a group of young people sitting at a nearby table who were holding a Bible study. He started asking them questions. They explained the gospel, what they believed. He asked what their church believed about homosexuality, and they explained that they believe it is a sin. Cook appreciated their honesty and that they didn't beat around the bush. They invited him to church, and he took them up on the invitation the next Sunday. On that Sunday, he heard the gospel and gave his life to Jesus. He never looked back, trading his gay identity for a new identity in Christ. In the years since, Cook has completed a degree at Talbot School of Theology and wrote a memoir of, of his conversion entitled A Change of Affection, A Gay Man's Incredible Story of Redemption. Redemption.